everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Romero, and with me always is... Hey, this is Ian Westhoff. And welcome to our Comic-Con at Home edition of Toy Lines Podcast. No lines. No lines for the bathroom. No lines to eat. No lines no, for toys. No, no scalpers you gotta trample over, or vice versa. How did you like t- Comic-Con at home, Tom? How is this? Uh, you've been to Co- San Diego before. I haven't. So how did you feel compared to going? It's weird. You you miss that that meeting, that relationship with people. Meet your friends in the industry, other people that you're close to. Like, you, you miss that camaraderie. You know, you can just sit around, talk to people. Right. Did you find anything easier from checking things out at home and watching videos or? Well, uh, some of the stuff we got press releases for, so that was kind of easy. Right. But yeah, I was just more curious to see the panels. There were some good, there were some good panels. I saw the boys panel. That was. So obviously though, you would rather go to a convention than do one virtually. Yes. But along those lines, they let so many people in. I mean, you're you're constantly online. You're you know, right. you're battling people for for to get a spot on that line. Right. I'll always remember that first year with the Hall H people. I mean, to get to the panel they wanted, they started waiting on a Wednesday, camped out until Saturday. What panel was it? For? What was Just, Channel H? Do you remember what that, it was for? That I do probably the Avengers. Okay. It's always a, it's mostly a Marvel thing, hmm. but yeah, I mean, some of those people are insane. I remember um, two years ago, somebody got stabbed over a really? chair, yeah, oh over Lord. a chair in Hall H. See, like, I don't want to go camping outdoors. I'm like camping indoors, like you camp out for a space. That's more like luxurious camping. That's something fine in a way, like you know, this bathroom and electricity and. You know, climate control, but I don't even want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to wait on the line for so many days, and you know, somebody, for somebody to be stabbed. That's, that's yeah, serious. That's so over a chair, man. It's like, dude. Yeah, there's a reason why they're called fanatics. Yeah. So this virtual stuff um, has me concerned about uh, February for Toy Fair 2021. Um, my biggest. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's sad to say my biggest fear is they're going to cancel it. Um, there's bigger things to worry about in life. But, like, I, I hope they don't cancel it. Uh, Toy Fair, to me, is, like, the best thing ever going there. It's, you know, we get to hang. We get to go see what's new. We get to walk around and just talk to people and discover new things. Uh, that's where we fr- I first saw um, Mitchu Wu's photography for his toy photography. It's just an enjoyable day. I, I enjoy the hell out of it. So I hope they don't cancel it, but I know you were saying there's a, you think there's a possibility? A lot of people are saying that February is too soon. Yeah, and with that uh, vaccination, we're probably going to end up seeing all, all the new stuff virtual again. Yeah, I mean... Which is, I mean, it, it's, it's actually a sad and scary thought if you think about it. You know, well, like yeah, you I mean, said, there there's other things to consider, you know, besides 
you know, toys. Toys. Yeah. I mean, of course, like parents, you know, they got to worry our kids going back to school, school or not, you know, so obviously this is college, yeah. college, you know, for, for, especially for a freshman, you know, a freshman starting high school or college, it's just like, this is a big step for them. And, you know, yeah. they might not get to go right away. They might have to wait half a year. We don't know. Yeah. These so, are weird uh, times. Like something out of a twilight zone or an outer limits. It's just don't expect it to happen. It happened. And sometimes you still can't believe it. And it's almost normal now. You see people with the mask, and it's it's very very strange. See what happens when Toys R Us closes, folks. This is all because of that. They just yep. left the you know, kept the store open, but you know yeah. that's for another time. A lot of good stuff coming out of Comic Con. Oh, I also wanted to point out. I saw McFarland's documentary last night. Is that on Sci-Fi? You said it was. What'd you think? I didn't. Well, I was sleeping. What'd you watch? What'd you think? It was okay. His first documentary, The Devil's in the Details, mm-hmm. that was a good one. That was an excellent one, actually. This one was okay. It, it mostly focused on issue 300. Okay. They just inserted a little background into McFarland's life. Now, you read a book you told me about. Was that book about him better than this documentary? About a few months ago, you read this book about some lawsuits. Oh, his lawsuits. That Tony Twist guy just, he took him to the cleaners. What? uh, And and it was just so ridiculous, too, in my opinion. Hey, I have a fan. He's he's obviously talented. He put me in his book. But no, this this no-name wanted a a quick payday. Uh, Just so fans out there who are listening, what was the name of the book? The world versus Todd McFarlane. It basically entails every lawsuit McFarlane ever had, up to and including when uh, McFarlane Toys, or excuse me, McFarlane Productions filed for Chapter Eleven. So Tony Twist was a hockey player. Yeah, he was an unknown brawler hockey player. Who never heard of him? Yeah, well, no Boy. one's ever heard of him until McFarlane put him in Spawn. Okay, then. According to the book, he got bum hurt because the Spawn animated series came out and Tony Twist is a mafia character in Spawn. The animated show was adult oriented and Tony Twist was doing some adult things. Apparently, according to the lawsuit, his Tony Twist's mother found out she reacted negatively towards what she heard and that incited the lawsuit. And that was one. His next lawsuit came with Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman created Medieval Spawn, Angela, and Cagliastro. According to his claim, he was never he was never given royalties based on those three characters. And then uh, there was some other stuff with with Miracle Man, the purchase of Eclipse. I believe it was Eclipse Comics when they went under. If you're in the creative business, it's a great eye opener. And and one of the nice things about McFarlane documentary last night was Todd even said it. He's like, I've made mistakes. I admit it. Like his first documentary was excellent. I highly recommend it. It's called uh, The Devil's in the Details. But this one, this one had a little bit more heart. There, there was a scene where McFarlane's talking about his, his spouse, Wanda. Oh, and nice. 
Yeah, and and he actually started to to choke up. He he was teary eyed. So it's like a side of him you don't normally see. Exactly. I've met him a few times. Very nice. Always, hey, you know, how you doing? Thanks for your support. I was lucky enough to have my art of McFarlane on one occasion, and he wrote, you know, a very nice note to me inside the book. Right. You know, personalized it. I mean, he he's a great guy, in my opinion. I mean, I don't, you know. I don't know him personally, but yeah. a few times I've I've met him. He he was always nice, and and even at Toy Fair, you know, he was like, yeah, come by the booth, and yeah, his booths. I remember we went in February. The booth was packed at a time, you know, obviously. And I was, I remember just like, go ahead, Tom. I'm gonna just wait out here. Um, sometimes the the booths in the designated space they get, even you know, so many people in it is just. Uh, I mean, Mesco's booth last year, this year, this year was so packed. Oh my god! It and it was insane. just like you could not I mean, move. People were like, "I'll be back." Yeah, that's how packed it was. And now think about that this coming February. Exactly. It's it. it, it uh, I think we're going a, virtual. An appointment. They would have to have um either open booths, so like uh, kind of like how Funko does it, right? Or um, they only let so many people in. You know, masks. Uh, sanitizing stations. Uh, so, you know, when you, maybe they'll do more, they would do more of that, but, but you're right. There is, it comes a point where, I mean, the Javits center is a very large place. It, yeah. They if you're going to have international things coming and if things are spiking in, in this country or in another country, uh, yeah, it's probably safe to say the best thing to do is to cancel it, um, go virtual. But I mean, who knows? I mean, day to day, things kind of change. We get different information. We can't tell the future, you know? Super 7 came out. Brian Flynn hosted. And they're coming out with uh, glow-in-the-dark mutagen reaction turtles. Yes. Now, these... They come in a TGIF <laughs> canister. And it's Leo, Raph, Mikey, and Don. And they all glow in the dark. Super customized. I think a lot of their stuff sold out already. But um, I, I liked, would be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I liked it when I saw it on their site. Um, I was like, "This is pretty cool." I love the reaction line. I think I was thinking today. Uh, I think that's my favorite toy line out there. Is like the reaction figures. Again, it's because of the look and it just it makes me think of Star Wars, and that's how toys were back when we were kids, the exception of GI Joe. Um, but the cards are great. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I think these turtle ones are great i love what super seven's doing with them they every they surprise me all the time uh i remember one year a couple of toy fairs ago we were there and they had like toys for um breaking two electric boogaloo and i was like oh my god you know wh when are we getting toys for barry gordon's last dragon now that would be cool um but uh yeah so what else does super seven got and then they also have the ultimate glow-in-the-dark baxter stockman very nice. One of the cool things I like about this, it also includes a glow-in-the-dark mouser. So is he the fly, like a fly in this version, or is he a the person? In his no, body? he's the fly. He's the fly. Yeah, yeah, he's and, the mutated guy. And it comes with a mouser, okay. Very nice. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Something about that glow-in-the-dark mouser, uh, I think that's a great concept. That's You know what? That's so 80s, too. When you think about it, like a glow in a dark toy, it's something that's been done before. It's a, yeah, but it's a gimmick that can never go wrong for no, some reason. You just hold it to the the light; it absorbs the light in the room. So what I used to do is I used to just put it right next to the lamp by the light bulb, 
leave it there and then shut the lights off and then you really have that puppy glowing now but um yeah it's just a great it's, it's gimmicks work sometimes and then the reaction figures from the turtles april uh space wrath krang splinter and disguised donatello donnie disguised as like with trench coat and hat or is he yeah i believe we saw them in uh toy fair last year one of the things i saw for super seven was um twenty dollars it was uh the reaction figure for the creature from the black lagoon in an aquarium box i thought it was really cool creature from the black lagoon is one of my favorite universal horror movies you know, I, lo- I love the creature. Um, a lot of fans out there who like the creature from the Black Lagoon call him Creech. There's this belief in the old Hollywood industry that Bud Westmore created the suit. Bud Westmore was a beauty makeup artist. He did not create the creature from the Black Lagoon. That was actually created by a woman who was a former Disney artist, uh, ink and painter, called Millicent Patrick. Um, she still does not get her, her due for, for creating this monster. Um, which is a shame. I mean, yeah. she did in Bud Westmore, who was running Universal's uh, makeup shop at the time. He was just a... So Universal Monsters were usually in the 30s. And then they took a break. They ran. They, they stopped being... You know, things go through cycles. This is their last... They made three movies with the creature. and then, But the first one is, is the best. Um, Julie Adams is in it. It's got a goon. It's just... I love this movie. But uh, yeah, the suit... Um, I mean, there's a whole history to this. There's books out about it, but uh, I always just like to throw that in there for you know to give credit to Melissa Patrick because she definitely deserved it for creating it. Uh, and the toy itself is really good. It, uh, cool. It's going, or I if it sold out, it was going for twenty dollars, uh, which is a pretty decent price for the for the uh, aquarium box. It was it's kind of cool looking. So uh, also with Super Seven, we got a couple other cool things coming out, folks. First, if you're a Disney fan, we have the Disney Haunted Mansion 3-pack of the Hitchhiking Ghosts. This is a $60 set. Um, and of course, if you've rode the, um, the Haunted Mansion, you know who the Hitchhiking Ghosts are. Now, these are cool for any Disney fan. Um, if you're a fan of the ride, if you're a fan of Disneyana, <clears throat> these are incredibly looking. Um excuse me, incredible looking. They're really cool. And a little bit of trivia for those out there. The Hitchhiking Ghosts do have names. Gus, Ezra, and Phineas. The way to tell them apart is um, Ezra Bean is the tallest. So he's a dude tipping his hat. Professor Phineas Plump is the one with the carpet bag, which is um, what a lot of, like in the day, little hobos used to travel around trains with. Gus is the dude with the ball and chain. These are really, really super cool. I love them. Um, I would want to get them. Uh, super 7 also has coming out um, a glow-in-the-dark neon Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, very cool looking. And finally, this... Um, this I, I, I thought this is the coolest thing. A reaction figure for weird science of brother chet um this is when he's in I'm not gonna say the word on the air but it's the s toad he glows in the dark um looks just like what they did to him he was played by bill paxton and this actually got me thinking because if they made chet as a reaction figure let's get like a john hughes collection 
Let's do, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, let's finish up Weird Science. You just need three more figures. Let's do Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, and the Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So Super 7, if you're listening, that's what I would like to see uh, of some new reactions. John Hughes Collection. Yeah, it seems like the monsters are definitely coming back. So, And, you know, I love monsters, especially as a kid growing mm-hmm. up. Um, I just ate that up, like old monster movies and just, you know, they were like dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs, too, but they were just I love the movies, you know, like the cheesy monsters and just, you know, it's good stuff. Like the Monster Squad. I loved that movie as a kid, but. I still think that's ready for a reboot. Reboot or uh, or reaction. I already have my script. You do. I remember you were talking about that. Um, so McFarlane Toys is coming out with their Raw 10 line of creatures. First starting off with Cygor, a cybernetic gorilla. He's been featured in the comics. He's an incredible character. Just picture King Kong with a robot arm and robot parts. And then along the lines of that comes Frenzy. Now, you're a big Jaws fan, so this might interest you. So it's a shark with robotic parts. He's got a metal jaw. And I think, I mean, knowing McFarlane, I'm sure that that jaw is full of teeth that rotate and Hmm. just slice and dice you. And then his center is also metallic, which is kind of cool. Raptar, a dinosaur with cybernetic legs. Raptor, but not to be confused with, was it Reptar? Reptar, Reptar yep. from um, who were the Rugrats? Uh, Rugrats, thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw the name, I was like Reptar. <laughs> and Battle Snake, part snake, part part battle, part battle, <laughs> part uh, robot. Although I, I believe it or not, I've heard some GI Joe collectors thinking this is the greatest thing they can put it with their Cobra collection. I guess that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. All of these raw ten figures will be a Walmart exclusive. Uh, so Walmart's getting in on the action again. Although uh, with McFarlane stuff, still see it on, on Walmart shelves. And then McFarlane Toys is also coming out with DC Arkham Asylum and Flashpoint figures. This will include Robin of Earth Twenty Two Demons, Infected Superman, Batman Who Laughs, Sky Tyrant. And the Merciless, all from Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, it's they're all Batman. Then also you have Flash versus the Red Death 2-pack. Nightwing versus the Red Hood. And then Cyborg from the animated Teen Titans. Which version of the, like, not Teen Titans Go? No, well, the first animated one, the anime. Okay, so it's the one where it's like... But I mean, it's not, yeah, but I mean, it's not... The colors aren't that aren't that animated where you could say it's Teen Titans Go. Right, right. But I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure if you give it to a kid, it'll automatically adjust. And then there's also going to be a Rebirth Joker and Flash from the comics. The figure everybody's been waiting for. The Thomas Wayne Batman from Flashpoint. I like Batman on his own. Uh, not, Of course, I like the Bat Family, but I don't like him anything else other than batman i don't like him teaming up with superman i think he should be his own entity if i had the money i would buy the character and just put out batman um uh, uh I, I just think he works better that way 
that's how I just when I was a kid I would buy Batman and Detective and you know um, I just preferred reading Batman books and, and I like him when he's in, on his own when you, when you start mixing things it it sometimes takes away from the character also coming from McFarlane is the Doom unicorn armor okay no idea what that is it's all right so McFarlane's doing the Doom toys from the video oh, okay. game and basically it's just a soldier in a white soldier with a couple horn. of eyes and a horn yes oh my lord all right hey unicorns are in they they apparently are yes McFarlane also got the license for The Witcher, the Netflix TV show based on uh, books. It was books, books uh, by a Polish author whose name I cannot pronounce the last name. Seven or eight books. Um, the books were first. Uh, they start off as a series of short stories and then go into novels that continue. Um, if you're a fan of like, uh, if you like the show, I would say read the book. I think they cast perfectly. Uh, Henry, how do you say his name? Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. I think he's excellent. I think he looks the part. Um, I he, when I was reading the books, I was seeing him. I think he plays. Uh, he's a, he's an excellent choice for that role. I, I I cannot say enough good things about the casting for him. Uh, I'm not a fan of the show. Uh, I preferred the books. But I, I am a fan of his casting. Is there a lot of changes between the show and the books? Uh, they, they did things. They kept some things in. The things they kept in, some of it looked a little silly. Some of it was a little different. Um, like there, he had a, a friend, a minstrel friend, who would, he would hang around with sometime. I think his name was Dandelion. And I don't. they didn't have him named that. Um, and the girl, the young girl... Excuse me. Um, I think her name was Siri. Uh, from what I was reading in the books, I only got like halfway through. She was going to have a bigger part, and I think what they did was for the show. Like this is in the books going to be later on. It was all leading up to it. Whereas in the books, they kind of introduced that story right away. I guess to get you used to the characters and used to what's going to be brought in. But um, but again, like I said, I you know some people might prefer the the show. To the book and you know that's cool it's you know to each his own i say and also mcfarlane has some new my hero academia figure that, coming out that is a huge my hero right now it's just that stuff is everywhere and i don't know have you ever seen it tom no not once it's although good. i i i Pretty yeah I, I should yeah i know of it um a lot of people recommend it to me yep all the time i just i need to find time just sit down and Give it a watch. Try. Yeah. Um, I mean, my old school manga knowledge is like Star Blazers, Battle of the Planets, and Voltron. Yeah. I, um, I've i only seen some bits and pieces, but um, they're um, the. I, I don't even know the guy's name. Bakugo, I think his name is. And all he does is like hate everybody. He's just like. It's like a superhero academy, obviously. So it's just kind of like um, in training to become a hero. And uh, it's it's something I think you would like. Um, if you know, But it's like getting a chance to sit down and watch every episode from the beginning. 
you know, I think there's three or four seasons or something like that. I'm sure the people listening like 30 episodes per season. Probably, you know, they, yeah. they have more they know more about it than I do. But um yeah. I mean it's not a bad thing. I wish we could adapt to that here in, in America. I mean, could I, you imagine like like having a season of Megas XL that was like 30 episodes? Of, of what? Megas XL. What's that? I gotta, I gotta educate you on some. I'm not doing well in this episode, am I? I'm constantly like, Tommy, what is that? So, Megan's XL is a Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim Network animated series about Coop, uh, out of work, overweight video game <laughs> junkie from New Jersey. There you go. With his buddy, uh, with his buddy Jamie and. Coop is into cars. Goes okay. to a junkyard. Sees a, a sweet car. Buys it for $5. Gets in the car. And then realizes it's a robot from the future. Okay. So basically he rewires the said robot. And he defends the earth on a weekly basis. Okay. Yeah. And what, what is I, also wanna, I also want to uh, mention Kiva. Who's trying to get the robot back from Coop, but he spent five bucks on it. He's not giving it up. You know, deal's a deal. Yeah. What's the name of the show again? Megas XLR. Megas XLR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's hilarious. It, I mean, it's a, it's a shame what happened to the show. Basically, I... basically, Cartoon Network wrote it off as a, a as a tax loss. Really. Yeah, that's is, why they can't. That's why they can never make any new shows because if they did, apparently, Cartoon Network would have to pay the actual taxes. Oh boy! So yeah. is this on YouTube? You can probably catch episodes or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, actually, you can buy it on iTunes. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but I remember somebody explaining it to me one time. I just, it's a tax thing. But yeah. but like I was saying, you know, thirty episodes of an American show for one season—that'd be great. Especially I mean, that, that's animated. Back in, yeah, that's back in filmation time, though. You know, I mean, that, nowadays it's unheard of. Yeah, once again, it's the eighties. Yeah. You know, back then they they knew how to do things. I'm pro eighties. And then I forgot to mention Arkham Asylum chase figures. From McFarlane. Apparently, there'll be an Arkham Asylum Joker and an Arkham Origins Deathstroke figure. So chase uh, figures. So chase figures. How many per box? Like, will they do a deal one per box? Who knows? Yeah, I remember. I hate chase figures. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big chase guy myself. It's just, I mean, they're just. It was. It was a hassle back then. You know, when there was a toy store to go to. Um, and it really goes back to what we were saying about toy stores and, you know, employees, sometimes the employees would put them on the side or whatnot. But, um, yeah, that's, that's something. So Mesco Toys has stepped up and brought their game this year to Comic-Con. They have, from the 112 line, Bishop from the X-Men and John Constantine from Hellblazer. Both are very great-looking figures. But here is the announcement I was 
extremely surprised and excited for. They also are going to create a Frank Frazetta Death Dealer figure. So these are all coming out um, 2020, 2021? I didn't see release dates yet. Um, knowing Mesco, they like to announce their figures way ahead of time. So I think also... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them like 2021. I think maybe, also, one, maybe one of them at Christmas. We also got to keep in mind with anything that's announced, any um, real yeah, estate is subject to change, yeah. unfortunately. And here's another surprising thing. They're also announcing, no pictures yet, of the Fantastic Four. I'd like to see. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how they how they do Mr. Fantastic. Because I'm sure he's going to stretch in some form. Or that's, yeah, that's a good point. Like, how are they going to do that? Like a... Uh, Stretch Armstrong? Are they gonna like, I, uh, different arms to get attached? Or I'm yeah, I'm really curious because Mesco figure or one twelve figures use actual cloth clothing. That's a good point. So good point. Uh, maybe they'll just be a regular figure without that feature. But it, man, that's like his only feature, so it's like they'll figure it out. The hands, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, they'll um, figure something out. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how they pull it off. And then here you go, Ian. Mesco Five Points are coming out with their monster line. Yes. Dracula, uh, Werewolf, Mummy, Frankenstein. No, it's, fun. it's funny. I saw this, and um, I looked at the pictures, and each one made me think of something uh, different. So these they're not exactly your – and I don't know if this is exactly going to be what they look like, but based off the photo I saw um they this is what they made me think of so dracula made me think of the konami castlevania video game from when i was a kid okay uh the werewolf made me think of i was a teenage werewolf from 1957. i was a teenage werewolf starred michael landon the guy from little house on the prairie mm -hmm. um he played he played uh, a team called tony rivers who when he sees this psychiatrist he regresses and becomes a werewolf which is stupid uh the mummy made me think of an iron maiden cover of an out one of their albums the the one i like the most though was frankenstein because he looked like boris karloff from son of frankenstein when he was and he's got like kind of looks like the shag like sweater thing he's wearing or like you know this woolly mammoth kind of outfit mm -hmm. um but yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, they got like the core four from of Universal's monsters right there, so that's pretty cool. They also are coming out from Five Points: Popeye, Olive Oil, The Chef, and Bluto. So Five Point was that like Five Points of Articulation? Yes. Does that mean okay? Mm -hmm. Yep. Head, arms, leg, and legs. So no sweepy. No, no sweepy. No sea heck. No. No Papa Popeye. Popeye's father. Pappy. 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 Thank you. Maybe maybe uh second wave. Yeah. So didn't didn't you say well, uh, Mesco Mesco's a huge Popeye supporter. They that's what I was about it. to say. Yeah, yeah, I remember they made that one figure um last year. Well, there's a 112 Popeye figure. They I think that's the one I was did. At. Yeah, they they had like a tiny animated Popeye figure oh, wow. when Mesco first started out. Yeah, you know, it would be really cool if um if they did a Robin Williams version from the movie, even though the movie I think tanked. Uh, that would still be cool. 
The second thing is, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but Popeye's back in the day didn't always serve like Louisiana style chicken. It was a chicken joint, but I remember in the 90s, Popeye's was the logo. It was basically a chicken place, kind of named for Popeye, the sailor. And they, people would, collectors would come in and ask, they would have like little um, giveaway things of actually Popeye the sailor. Um, I'm going back to like my junior year of high school, which was, I'm not even going to tell you because I'm old, but uh, yeah, um, that's, that's pretty interesting. So let's get into some quick movie news. Zack Snyder has stated he will not use any shots that he did not shoot for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Okay, so he one was on and then Whedon took over? Right. During the middle of filming Justice League, Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide. Oh, that's terrible. And so that's, that's why he had to leave the project, and then Josh Whedon came in to finish. Oh, that's, uh, I did not know. That's, that's terrible. That's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's good that they're, they're letting him finish, you know, amidst this tragedy. Yeah. Maybe it'd be like therapeutic in a way for him. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the guy, but that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, suicide's a big thing. So I, I hope it doesn't, you know. Yeah. There's a lot back. of bring back memories or yeah um you know there's a there's a line in the two towers for the lord of the rings where king theoden says to gandalf no parent should ever have to bury their child and it's uh, i i think it's true i mean you don't you don't want to bury anybody but for a parent to outlive their child is just you know it's heartbreaking but on the up and up nickelodeon is announced star trek prodigy an animated show for kids from the people that made trolls nothing really has been said about it other than the logo it's anybody's guess it's It's just guess right yeah it's just star trek for kids but i'm really interested in i can't wait for lower decks to start that's so i keep thinking of that and lower decks is the comedy show Um, so it's cbs all access oh figures streaming so um that's probably going to be a bunch of red shirts then right like uh, all the guys in their red so. the guys in the red shirts usually die in the show in the original in the original yeah that's, that's yeah, why next that's, yeah next generation a lot of it i think they all had red shirts yeah they were all marked for pretty much or target yeah. on their back i just remember uh our buddy rich telling me that I, i'm not a star trek fan i and um you know that's that's what I think when I see a red shirt. It's like, yeah, hey, you're gonna die, buddy. <laughs> so for you He-Man fans out there, Masters of the Universe Origins are said to be released on August first at all Walmart stores. It's like right around the corner. Yeah. So what do you think of this? You gonna buy any? Um, I'm gonna pick and choose with this line. I think um because so any- far I have the Prince Adam with Sky Sled. I have the last year's Comic-Con edition of He-Man and Prince Adam Origins, the box set. I think what I would do if I was collecting, I would, like, I don't know how you collect your He-Man stuff, but I think what I would do when there's something that has a, like, like this, I don't know, I don't want to call it a franchise, but when there's so many figures, I would 
personally, I would focus on He-Man and Skeletor. I would just buy those um, because um, Skeletor is a cool looking villain. He-Man is the good guy. He's the hero. Um, and I remember as a kid when I got my He-Man toys for Christmas, um, my brother playing with me. Um, and he was like, I want to be Skeletor. Um, he always had this thing for like skeletons and like the Grim Reaper. Um, and uh, I guess it goes back to that. It just makes me think of like playing with my older brother with my He-Man toys. So um, I would focus on those two, though there are other characters. Like uh, for some reason, I like Buzz Off. I think he's cool looking. But, um, you know, I, I think sometimes when you collect, you just got to focus on one character maybe or, you know, whatever. Um, and that's what I would do. Um, if I was, yeah, I, at least He Man. Like, I'm not a big Funko guy, but I have the Funko He Man. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much Skeletor stuff, but like every if it's He Man or or Prince Adam, Prince, I know you're a big fan of him. Yeah, I'll, I'll collect all that. But uh, yeah, with Origins line, I, I think I'm gonna. I mean, if they send us, you know, hopefully figures to do toy reviews of. Mm-hmm. I'd collect that way, but mostly I'm just going to be a cherry picker. No, I saw um, two things I thought was pretty cool for He-Man coming out. Uh, Hot Wheels, a He-Man and Skeletor, Skeletor car. And I got to be honest with you. The first, I read the title. I'm looking at the picture of the orange one. I'm thinking, who is that? From Man Hot Wheels. Yeah, and I, I honestly thought it was Man at Arms until I finally saw the, the sword on it. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, that's He-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Skeletor looks really cool, and it kind of like has his face on it. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, obviously that's Skeletor. This is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of um, Disney put out in the parks. They used to put out, they weren't Hot Wheels, they weren't Matchbox. It was their own car line, and they would put out cards of the characters. So it would be like a Peter Pan's hat kind of looking really super like cool looking fast you know muscle car star wars you know they would make it more of like the Detroit the character um and then they sold the same things or similar things like it to um target and stuff like that but these cars like i don't i'm not really a hot wheels matchbox kind of guy i never my brother was yeah i don't understand i never really understood playing with the cars they just Oh, I loved my Hot Wheels as a kid. Yeah, my brother. Oh, yeah, I had. um, So uh, back in the eighties, they had uh, He Man, uh, Hot Wheels. Like, it was a set, but you know, it would jump. It was really basically, yeah, it was a track. You would launch the car, and it do like a go around a a loop loop or something. Yeah, and then you know it would jump and fly. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah, I loved cars. Uh, yeah, um, that's cool. I mean, I know there's a lot of big collectors out there for, for this kind of stuff, so this is pretty cool. Uh, I really liked these when I saw them. The He-Man car actually reminds me of Elon Musk's super truck. And then Masters of the WWE are coming out with some new figures. You have Mr. T in Jitsu armor with uh, Fisto Gold Fist and uh, Jitsu Chopping Hand. Seth Rollins in Wondar slash Zodak armor. To be honest with you, I'm like, I'm not a big WWE guy. Like, I'm still in the Hulk Hogan era. The 80s, yeah. Yeah, but um, 
I may actually purchase this figure just so I can take the armor and use it as uh, customs for my other right. figure. Well, I see there's a Jake the Snake battle armor. And Jake the Snake, I remember always in the 80s, the wrestling comes out with this bag. They're like, oh my God, what's in that bag? And dude's name is Jake the Snake. It's not a freaking cat in there. Um, so these are the ones where you mix the parts with the He-Man figure. With the Origins line. The yeah. Origins line, okay. Once the origin line starts coming out, I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing what some of the customs come out with. Because mm. I mean, during classics, I have a whole bunch of customs I made, and oh, that's cool. yeah, that's what was one of the cool things about classics. You can actually mix and match heads and armor, and and you can create your own. That's always been a feature I, I loved about about classics. And, and then also. So last year they came out with a Castle Grayskull ring. This year they're coming out with a Snake Mountain ring featuring Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin. A, like a wrestling ring? Yeah. Really? They had a Castle Grayskull wrestling ring? Yes. Last and year. Now, and that's last year, this year, Snake Mountain. Yes. It's I basically see. just a ring yeah. with the colors and, you know, the motif. It's not, you know, it's not really a castle. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know any of this. Can vote now for either Wondar or Triclops as the next Origins figure. Then, between the winner of Wondar and Triclops on that bracket, they'll go up against Keldor from no. Origins. Keldor, who is he again? Keldor was is Skeletor before he, he lost he, his face. Before he lost his face, sure. To put it and in, like, that's a lame insurance. That's a quick version, sure. Okay, all right. That's I would. Who would you vote for? Do you know? Who you, are you going to vote? Oh, I've already voted. Um, I did vote for Keldor, but I, I was hoping there'd be a villain slot and a hero slot. I didn't know there was well, just going to be one slot. You voted for so, Keldor? Or... Well, yeah, it was Keldor. Originally, it was Keldor versus Anti-Eternium Man-at-Arms. Oh, so I voted for Keldor. Okay, but what about between Wondar and Triclops? Did you vote for that? Wondar. Yeah, I'm, but I'm losing. I think... Uh, okay. To be honest with you, I think I'm the only one that voted for Wondar. I, I would have voted for him just because yeah. we had talked about him recently. Yeah. The winner between Wondar and Triclops is going to create another vote against Keldor and the winner. So I know a lot of people like that that look for Keldor. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was the next one. Mondo, for all, again, for you Masters of the Universe fans, has also shown preliminary designs and release dates for their continuing Masters of the Universe line. The first one is She-Ra. She's slated to be released in September 2021. And she she looks like a female bodybuilder, which is nice. You you never really have seen that aspect of, of She-Ra before. Right. Like, I love the Mondo line. I just purchased uh, Man-at-Arms. Oh, I can't okay. wait. I mean, he is jacked with armor and, and detail and, you know. He comes with the filmation mustache version, which is just intense. I mean, Mondo's doing some really nice stuff with 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 the Masters. February 2021 will show Keldor and his emergence as Skeletor, like he's got a flaming skull head on on the Keldor body or Skeletor body. So that's badass. I did see this particular figure last year at Comic Con. And that's Hordak. This figure, I cannot wait for. It is just all sorts of badass. I mean, this 
he he just oozes metal. The nice thing about this, there is also going to be a blue cartoon variant of Hordact. Blue cartoon variant? Why blue? Okay, so the original vintage Hordak, the action figure was all in gray. Okay. He didn't get blue skin or, or his blue uniform until uh, She-Ra's filmation cartoon. Hordak and Skeletor are somehow connected, correct? Hordak trained Skeletor. Okay. That's Skeletor originally was part of the evil Horde. But... So it's kind of like a Sith, um, uh, yeah, Sith Jedi in their pa- Sith Padawan, I guess. Yeah, that's that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> Although apparently they betrayed each other. So uh, Skeletor and Hordak. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, if that's yeah, when Hordak kidnapped Adora and brought her to Etheria, you know, they caught Skeletor and he just blabbed all over. He was like, I hate it. It's all Hordak. He, he took your kid. <laughs> to the bitch under the bus. Yeah. So they were twins, right? Adam and Adam and Adora. Adora. So, okay. Do they ever fight? Yeah. But they meet, they meet later on. And right. Yeah, yeah, Adam finds her. Like a good brother. Yeah, yeah, Mondo does good stuff. I, I, To this day, I still swear by their turtles. That's right, you said you were a big fan of their turtles. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for, there is an existence of Mondo Casey Jones. And every time I see Brock, I'm like, hey man, where's this figure? And he always gives me the same answer. We're talking about it, we're talking about it. It would be nice. Actually, I would love to see a splinter figure out of Mondo. That'd be pretty good. Because like right now, out. right now I have I have these giant ninja turtles from the Mirage comics from Mondo, and and the tiny Neca Splinter in front of them. They're the, they're the movie turtles you're talking about, right? The ones from Mondo. Yeah. Oh no, you said Mirage. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. These are Mirage turtles. Okay. But, did, but did, I mean, they they literally walked off issue one. Speaking of Neca. A lot of people have been complaining because they're putting out product and only scalpers are buying them off uh, Target. So NECA responded. They are looking into the situation, according to them. They have come up with a plan to or protocols to combat bots for scalpers. That's interesting. How now, are they going to do that? Yeah, but I know a lot of people are upset about it. I'm upset about it because there's a couple of turtle figures I wanted to grab and you know, do reviews of for the site that I can't find anywhere. Not online, not at the store. I understand people are upset about this, and it's good that NECA's looking into it, at least. Yeah. You know, that they're they're concerned. They're, they want to do stuff to, to get these products in hand. But my main concern is, if you don't want scalpers, and, I, you know, I hate to say this, especially to collectors, if you don't want scalpers, don't support them. The only yeah. reason why scalpers are doing this is because they know you love toys. They know if you love something enough, you're going to get that money. They're going to get your money. Yeah. Now, especially nowadays, you have a million different companies. Well, maybe not a million, but you have all these different companies doing characters of the same IP. Okay, so you can't get... Right now, you can't get, let's say, muted in musical, muted in turtles. Right now, you know, tons of scalpers, outrageous prices, but you really want them. You know what? Wait for it. I know you've waited this long. Just wait a little longer. And if you have that turtle itch, you have all these other companies like Super 7. 
One one of the naked turtles I wanted to get was Metalhead. He's one of my favorites, the robot turtle. Right. Okay. Loved what NECA is doing with it. Can't find it in Target. So you know what? I'm going to wait. If I really, really want to buy a Metalhead figure, Super 7 has one right now. That looks just like my Playmates one. You know, so that's great to, you know, just be patient. And, you know, you can scratch that itch you have. Support the company, not the scalper, basically. Exactly. Or support a company. Yeah, so that's one of my rants on, on the subject. Don't support scalpers. No. And I'll admit, and if you do, there's nothing wrong with that because, let's face it, up until recently, I did it. I mean, I over I overpaid for my Prince Adam, but that's because I really wanted to do a, a toy review. And another thing, please don't get upset at toy reviewers. Getting promotional figures is just their well-deserved bonus for showing all collectors what to expect. Look at it this way. A fellow collector just got a figure that a scalper didn't. That's a victory right there. So yeah, so that's my stance on it. Don't don't support the scalpers. Also coming out of NECA is the Back to the Future animated figures. Marty, Biff, Doc, and Einstein. And also the animated DeLorean that was featured in, at Toy Fair this past year. What do you think so, about the way they look? I, li I like them. I really do. Um, I love the DeLorean. You can pre-order all these figures at Big Bad Toy Store. The pre-order is open now. And the Back to the Future show was great, too. They even had uh, Doc Brown's kids in it. Yeah, wasn't Christopher Lloyd kind of like uh, the, the host, like in between segments? Like, didn't he introduce the episode or something? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, yeah, I think, like, and it was very short, obviously, each intro yeah. or whatever. Probably intro and an outro, but. Yeah, it was a good show. And then along those lines, NECA is doing it once again with the ultimate Doc Brown action figure with extra hands, uh, extra head. And the actual blueprints. Oh, the flux capacitor? Yeah. Probably because it was, you know, the, does he have the bandaid on the head? And you know, the porcelain was wet. He slipped, hit his head on the, on the, you know, on the toilet or something. Yeah. And then he's got one with like a shocked face with goggles on. Oh, he does. I'm sorry. He comes with uh, blueprints of the flux capacitor and of the clock tower. And then they're also coming out with Back to the Future Marty and Marty in the spacesuit. Yeah, we saw yes. these at uh, Toy Fair last year. You know what? Or this last February. Spacesuit looks like a giant diaper to me. The lower half, obviously. But the There's Marty McFly, of... the, the likeness of Michael J. Fox is like dead on. Well, even Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. It's, I mean, they really nailed his face perfectly. And um, there's a lot of Back to the Future merchandise coming out lately. I saw this thing. They're re-releasing the Valterra skateboard that he used in the first movie. Uh, I skateboarded in the 90s and um, I used Powell Peralta deck, which was like one of the, like Tony Hawk would used to skate for Powell Peralta. So Valterra, I don't really know how popular they are, but that was like back in 85 and you wanted Marty's board. So it's, uh, yeah, they're coming out with that, like I think a coat with his pins on it, stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff coming out. Well, I remember they, a while ago, they made, Nike made a, a special. The sneakers. The sneakers, yeah. They, and I want them, but they're expensive and because they're cool looking and, and mm -hmm. you know, they self lace. So it's even better. And they're coming out with his jacket from Back to the Future 2. I, I think also the, I think this is either coat from the first one or the coat from the second one. I'm drawing a blank here. I apologize. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out. It's all cyclical. We're coming it's, back. It's the 80s. Yeah. So you can't beat we're, the 80s, man. We're all coming back. And so uh, for you turtle fans, 
I'm actually excited for this. There will be a three pack, an Origins three pack with Hamato Yoshi, a Rokusaki, and a little splinter in a cage. So when I saw this, it made me think of the movie. Exactly. It's the movie version? Yes. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That That is. That movie, um, when it came out, was a like perfect blend of like the kid show, but the black and white comic. Um, parents who brought their kids um, could enjoy it. I went, I was a freshman. Me and my buddy Rich went, dragged him to see it. And it was just like, I felt like it was all around good. And um, was it New Line Cinema put that out? Yeah. And that was, at the time when it came out, the highest grossing independent film. Which is like really impressive for that. I mean, obviously the kids made the money for it, but like the movie was huge. When it oh, came of from. course. And, and they deservingly so. I mean, Jim Henson was part of it. Yeah. I mean, the suits looked great. Man, oh, the my God. Fight everything. Scenes, everything was just like, you know, casting was great. The the fight choreographing was incredible. Um, I couldn't imagine being in those suits as an actor, let alone a stunt double doing like, you know, the amount of sweat probably lost in that outfit. It must have been just like barbaric. I would love to see. I, I've only seen two, but apparently there's a lot more cut stuff from that movie. The first one? The first one, yeah. I know there was a scene with them in the field at April's uh, farmhouse. Mm-hmm. I think there was stuff from that that was probably cut. Um, uh, one of the scenes I saw was so after the whole movie, April and. Oh, yeah, Danny, go to the. Yeah, they go to the comic book um, publisher and all the turtles are are hanging out in the window in the background. Yeah. And they're like, right. Yeah. They're trying to pitch the book. They're like, yeah, Ninja Turtles. And the guy's like, no, I'm not interested. And yeah. 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 I saw that one. And oh, there's a scene. So you remember where April's doodling? And yes. she's she's thinking about the turtles and each one. Yeah. There's actually there is actually one scene where she talks about Michelangelo. Apparently there there's even an actual uh, hand drawn picture sketch. of Michelangelo. Right, a sketch of Michelangelo. I never really noticed they they didn't have one of him in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it was it. so weird because she talks about Raph. You know, he's Donatello. in the bathtub. Right. She talks about Donatello who's hanging out with Casey. Right. But yeah, they they for some reason cut Mikey. No, I never, I never. But you know what? I never noticed it. Like it just kind of like the movie flowed evenly. So I was like, oh. oh yeah, the pacing was was incredible. Yeah. And then also coming out from NECA, which we saw at Toy Fair, are the animated turtles that are quarter scale. They come with extra heads and weapons in in the vintage packaging. That's cool. They're going vintage. Yeah. And uh, Super Shredder, they're doing. Super Shredder from the second movie is coming out along with a two-pack foot soldier. I, I liked how the foot soldiers looked in the movie. The little just the yeah. basic outfit they wore. I thought it was pretty cool. It wasn't stupid looking. It was simple. It was realistic in a way. The masks were cool looking. So, like, you know, when you're trying to do something like that, it's kind of like, you know, how do you do it? And then, you know, but but they certainly certainly did it. So kudos to them. Yeah, NECA's really on top of their game with their Ninja Turtles line or lines. And then for their animated line, they're coming out with the Krang Android body with the little Krang brain inside mm-hmm. his stomach. That's cool. 
They're also coming out with Mondo Gecko. All right. It comes with a skateboard. Yep. Nice. Muckman, Joe Eyeball, Vernon, who's going to come with an extra head from mm. the episode where the Rat King comes in and mutates Vernon and Irma, and they become rats. Mm. And then the actual Rat King, and he's going to come with uh, a bunch of rats and rats. some accessories. Yeah, and some accessories. Um, so yeah, so the future for NECA Turtles is looking good. Now, if they can only find a way to get them into the fans' hands, you know, mission accomplished. Also coming out from NECA is uh, another Gremlin. Um, this is the back-to-school Gremlin. It's going to be a Target exclusive, but it'll be out either this August or September. It's The only way I can describe this in a podcast is... Um, he looks like a 1950s Leave it to Beaver character. So the clothing kind of put that in your mind, or I like to call it Leave it to Gremlin. The Gremlin comes with books, a baseball and glove, a gizmo lunchbox, and a bus stop sign when he's waiting for school. I got to hand it to them. What they're doing with the Gremlins just like constantly cracks me up. I loved the summer one where he was swimming. When we went to Toy Fair about a year or two ago, they had like this little diorama setup of the movie theater scene. And it was um when I go to see Snow White and they had all the seats set up and different gremlins doing different things. There was the gremlin with the uh, 3D glasses on. There was a gremlin with the popcorn bags on its ears. It was just the most incredible thing. Like, they're, they're, And the stuff they keep coming out with, they're coming, they, either it's out or it is coming out, what they call the flasher gremlin with a trench coat, like when they were in the bar and he flashes Phoebe Cates. That movie... What a great 80s movie. You know, Joe Dante, Joe Dante at his best. Uh, and just Gremlins in general, if you are old enough to remember the Warner Brothers stores, they used to have um, as part of their display Gremlins in the store. So in, in the mall, there would just be like these life-size Gremlin, which would be about a foot and a half, two feet tall probably. But in their New York store, when they had one, they used to have them like, hanging around by the escalator like they're they're gonna mess it up so um it's great to see like the gremlins still being around and um getting some respect was there ever a gremlins documentary i i don't think so i could tell you this that the idea well i was about to say um you bet you should call up rob or mccollum and tell him maybe get started on that because the idea was chris columbus's and he got the he wrote the script but he got the idea from when he was living in the city, he used to sleep with his hand hanging off the bed. And he used to hear like the rats scurrying around. And you'd always think like, what if they like nibbled on my hand or something? You, you never know what a story comes from. And, you know, th there it is. But there should be a, uh, a documentary about, about the history of gremlins because they're pretty darn cool. Yeah, I mean, they're making so many documentaries now about all 80s properties. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for the RoboCop doc oh i didn't even know they were making one yeah it was a kickstarter huh. is it called what's it called um oh. i think it's just called robocop right now uh i thought it was called like a rubble doc because that's kind of cool actually <laughs> yeah so idw transformers and back to the future are going to combine into a limited miniseries and it features the introduction of gigawatt the transforming delorean Written by Kevin Scott 
with art by Juan Samu. The first issue will be released in October. Basically, the whole series is them trying to trying to stop Megatron. So I'm thinking it might be, you know, an all spark type thing. That's how they create Gigawatt. So if you love Transformers and if you love Back to the Future, here you go. Hot Toys is releasing Zombie Iron Man from Spider-Man Far From Home. The figure looks incredible, as most Hot Toys figures do. But I remember seeing that scene. And I tell you, if I was Peter Parker, my blood would be boiling to go after Mysterio just just for picking that nerve. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's always nice to have, you know, a, a trauma like that come coming back in, in plastic form, especially from Hot Toys. Then along the lines of Hot Toys, they have the Tony Stark figure taking flight. So basically in the first Iron Man, where Tony Stark is starting to put together Iron Man armor and how he's going to fly and repulsor rays. Right. The scene in his garage where oh, okay. he actually takes flight. So it's it's essentially if you're a Robert Downey Jr. fan, this is your figure. You can cool. remove yeah, you can remove all that stuff. Just have a little Seth, Robert RD. Robert Downey Jr. In, in your house. RDJ. He and and he is so great in that role. And yeah, you know, he's always but he's always been a good actor. And I love thinking of him in like um, weird science. Mm-hmm. People kind of like forget he's in that, but he's just extremely talented mm-hmm. and extremely cool. Or less than zero, Robert Downey. Yeah. He supposedly he rec- he used to date um, Marissa Tomei. I think they were in a movie together once. And uh, he. Yes, Spider Man. Yes, besides that one. <laughs> and uh, he recommended her for the part of Aunt May. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah, that, that's what I read. So I, I, you know, again, sometimes you can't believe everything you read, but that, if that's true, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then Hot Toys is also releasing an Anakin Skywalker figure. I don't think it was always cool in Clone Wars. And it was when they had Obi-Wan kind of wearing the clone trooper armor. Mm-hmm. It always looked cool. Throwing it out there. And then there's a sideshow exclusive where Anakin comes with a poncho over his Clone War armor. Yeah, it's those little details that, that make Hot Toys so, so great. TV news. Sidetrack a little. So apparently they're coming out with a Chucky TV show based yes. off the movie. That's been in work for a while, too. Brad Dorif will reprise his role of Chucky as the voice. Which is awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Brad, Dorif, Brad Dorif is just... I know him from two things. I knew him from Child's Play as a kid, and I know him as Grima Wormtongue in the, the Lord of the Rings. He's an excellent actor, especially like you really see his range in the two towers. Mm-hmm. But um, his voice as Chucky, like you think Chucky, you think Brad Dorf, you think that voice. Um, so I don't know. I don't I don't really watch much TV as I used to. Um, I would kind of ch- check this out just to see uh, just to hear Brad's voice for the doll. Um, yeah, because he was in the reboot. No, it was Mark Hamill, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they did what they did. But it's cool that the show is using him. So for you G.I. Joe fans, Hasbro Cobra Commander Snake Supreme is the Hasbro exclusive and I believe is now on Hasbro Pulse for for pre-order. Officially, the street date isn't out yet, but 
people are starting to see the Cobra Island figures from G.I. Joe. The Baroness. Yeah, there's the Baroness with her motorcycle. Uh, Beachhead. Another roadblock figure. So those are out now. And then also from Hasbro, Tully's Terrible Night with Terror Dog. When, when I read that, it sounded like a, a weird title of a book or something, but um, for an episode yeah, of a cartoon. I, 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 honestly, I thought... I thought it was going to be called something like, you know, uh, Ghostbusters, you know, you know pack Tully and Terror Dog. Yeah. yeah or like, Tully's Bad Party. Or Tully's yeah. Bad like the Terror Dogs look awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seem to have captured Rick Moranis's likeness very well. You know, again, here's another 80s product that's coming back. There's a lot of Ghostbusters uh, merch out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, makes me wish the movie was out again, even more now. But um, now, now when did I know you're a big Ghostbuster guy? When when's the new movie supposed to be coming? Twenty twenty one, I think beginning somewhere of twenty twenty one. Okay, so I'm thinking, no Toy Fair in February, so we're still going to be on quote unquote lockdown. Right. Do you think it'll ever get to video on demand? I think that they should have either. Well, here's the thing. If they put it in the theaters for Halloween, it doesn't make a difference if theaters aren't open. Yeah. If they open theaters and said, okay, you can do limited capacity. Um, that yeah, means, but who's going to go, though? Well, for a movie like Ghostbusters, I definitely would go. Okay, so again, wear a mask, these kind of things. That means less seats used, so you can do your six feet. However, that means they're probably going to raise ticket or concession stand prices. Just going to make it very unaffordable to go to the movies even more because it's too outrageous to go to the movies just for me and my wife. And we just like, how long is the movie? Did they say the running time? I don't know. Um, I would guess average, probably average, like two hours, I'm guessing. Two hours, right. But I think a movie like this would do well in video on demand because it's Ghostbusters, it's got the original cast. The trailer really kind of got you thinking. Um, and like movie theaters or unless they start doing more drive throughs they're that's something that's in a lot of trouble right now. Let me ask you this. Would you pay $40 for it if you can watch it at home? Uh, no, I would not pay $40. I do remember in the 80s when something would be on. I think this was before video. You could call the cable company and be like, oh, I want to rent this movie. And you would, they let it, your channel would be, I don't know, black bars or snow or whatever. But once you called and ordered this movie, you could watch it on your TV. Yeah, so pay-per-view. Like, paper, thank you. I couldn't remember the damn name all, all weekend, pay-per-view. So this is what it reminds me of. $40 is a lot. I, I, I think, and I kind of get it because they, you know, they, they made a movie with like this multi-million dollar budget. They need to recoup it. So they're in a tough situation. It's like you either push it off and push it off and hope that things kind of get back to normal and you can open the theater or you do uh, on demand. But then again, you run into the issue of how many people are going to pay to watch it, what price, what service, like who's going to get it? Is it going to be Netflix? Is it going to be, you know, HBO? Is it, you know, there's this whole other thing that it runs into. So it's kind of like, you know, that's an interesting take. 
battle yeah. of the battle of the streamers yeah i mean this is where streaming i think comes in handy uh i i like the i like streaming i like being able to sit on my couch and you know not have to worry about sitting in gum or sticky theater floors or any of that stuff yeah but you know there are other th movies that you like to experience in the theater but also i think if we were to open theaters right now a lot of self-service things like the soda they're not going to have that open no you know um so it's kind of like back to square one it's like okay what 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 does a studio do now with any of the movies that are completed it's you know tv shows that might be able to finish filming like supernatural is going to finish filming eventually you know that just goes to tv so that's fine mm -hmm. but um whereas a movie they you know usually make either go to video for a movie that's not good or they go to the theater which is the normal case apparently a lot of movies are going international first that's a smart idea actually yeah. um I wonder. I wonder loves. the box. Yeah, I wonder what the box office overseas is. I don't know, but I mean, if you, if they need to recoup their losses, that's gonna probably be what they're gonna have to do. The Hellfire Club box set is coming out from Marvel Legends. So they got a lot of uh, yeah, X Men's just killing it right yeah, now. A lot of stuff uh, coming out. It looks like was that all Hasbro? All that Marvel? Yeah, stuff? yeah, all that Marvel Legends. Yeah, there's a Storm and Thunderbird two pack that's coming out. Psylocke, Phantom X, and Nimrod three pack that's coming out. That's just the comic book stuff. Now we're getting Logan and Professor X from the Logan movie. There's going to be a, a Deadpool, Negasonic Teenage Warhead two pack from the Deadpool movies. Deadpool comes with a unicorn for all you unicorn fans keeping track. There's going to be a Zazie Beats Domino and a Cable. Both from the Deadpool movie. So it'll look like Josh Brolin, sort of? It, it will look like Josh Brolin. Some more comic book news. Uh, old Man Logan and uh, Old Man Hawkeye 2-pack from the comics is going to be released. You're a big star, a Disney person. Disney and Star Wars and Hasbro have all got together for the Galaxy Edge line of products. So this Falcon looks incredible. It's it does. Millennium Falcon with Vintage Collection. Um, Target exclusive includes Chewie, Porgs, and Hondo. Uh, the only thing I don't like is this price because it is way too much. $399 US. It's, it's just a lot of money for yeah. uh, a collect You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, that's a lot of other stuff you can buy. So um, it is cool, though. And then they're coming out with uh, the Star Wars Black, Captain Cardinal, the hyperdrive BB unit and DJ R3X. That was the um, original droid pilot from Star Tours. Yes. Which was voiced by Paul Rubens, who's Pee Wee Herman. Um, he is still in the Star Tours queue for those of you who, who go to Disney World or land. Um, you'll still see that, that droid. But um, it's kind of cool that they kept him around. And then it's the 40th anniversary of Empire. So they're coming out with the Wampa, uh, Ewok, Luke and Leia on Endor, and a speeder. The only thing I didn't like about the, the look of the Wampa was because of the articulation. You kind of see where like the fur doesn't cover it. Mm -hmm. So you see the lines. But I mean, obviously, uh, I get the meaning why. 
Ewoks. It's cool to see. Getting a little bit of respect more now these days. So that's cool as well. I saw one that had a two-pack of it was Luke with the poncho from Endor. And then a Han Solo. But I was like, why doesn't Han have the trench coat? You know, if they're both on Endor, he should be wearing his coat. That's just a thought. Hey, you know what else we forgot to mention? From Let's Mecca, see. the ultimate ghost face and ultimate Jason. Oh, so from Scream. The Scream figure, right. right? Yeah, ghost face from Scream. He's going to come with... Uh, He's got like a sickle or something like that? Yeah. Why does he have that? Because he's badass. I guess, but I don't remember like... I remember screen one, scream one, two, and three, and I don't. He didn't use one of those, did he? Was it from later on? I don't know. Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, I'm sure maybe, maybe one, uh, maybe we missed it. Maybe. But I do like that he comes with three different masks and a voice changer. That's pretty. Uh, cool. That's interesting. Yeah, and then Jason. This is a great figure. I'm not a big horror guy, but uh, this is an awesome Jason figure. Like he comes with a whole bunch of, of accessories too to kill people and an extra oh. head, a maskless one. Doesn't come with the uh, canvas bag. Didn't he have a mm-hmm. bag on his head in the second movie? No. Before he had the hockey mask, I think he wore a bag. Huh. Like a canvas sack. I remember um Space Jason. Like wasn't it like um Space X? movie? Yeah. 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 yeah, Jason X. Also from Hasbro is the Red Series Transformers. Now, these are Transformers. It's basically the Black Series as Transformers. They don't transform. They're somewhat detailed for robots. It's known as the Red Series, the Robot Enhancement Design, or Robot Enhanced Design, excuse me. You're going to come with, the first one's Optimus Prime, obviously. He's going to come with swappable hands, his axe, and the Matrix of Leadership. You got Megatron, same thing. He's got his mace, his Morningstar. Uh, looks like an Energon cube and different hands. So that's kind of interesting. Although, I'll be honest with you, I prefer my Transformers to actually transform. So, Tommy, what about um, Lord Draken? Dracon? Am I saying this right? Oh, from the Power Rangers line. Right. I see, I see it yep. has an alternate Tommy head. They, they have a, they have your head on this? No, it's not me. That's right. uh, a likeness of Jason David Frank. So and yeah, it- the Lord Draken EVO three for the Power Rangers Lightning Collection is now up on pre-order at Hasbro Pulse for forty nine ninety nine. He comes with uh, lightning, you know that lightning plastic feature. Uh, yeah. Uh, alternate Tommy head and each one of the original Power Rangers helmets. When did he become a different? Did he become green? Did he become the Green Ranger? He was, he, Tommy originally started off as the Green Ranger. Oh, okay. And he progressed into a White Ranger when he lost all his powers. And then Jason David Frank's been that character all throughout every incarnation of, of Rangers. And then his last one was the Black Dino Ranger that came out of two, three years ago. And now Lord Dracon is a character they created in the Boom comics. It's basically an alternate version of tommy who went bad the rogue tommy yeah so he's been going after he's been going through the time stream and trying to get as many or kill as many rangers as he can or enslave them because i think i think the ranger slayer is actually kimberly pink power ranger so really i don't know much about power rangers but um i know 
I remember the first series the most. I remember turning off the first series the most, I should say. But yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan until I mean I hate to say it until they introduced Tommy. Then like it's certain was it, was it it's the name? more interesting. Tommy, was it the name, to be honest? No. I, I was just I was just more curious. Now this is actually cool because I'm a big Transformers animated movie fan. They have the Quintesson Pit of Judgment. So there's a scene in Transformers where Cup and Hot Rod get thrown into a prison because uh, they landed in this strange planet. So the Quintessons are the rulers of said planet, and they have something like a courtroom. And all their prisoners go to court. You know, there's a prosecutor. There's, you know, uh, Executioner, the Sharktacons. And so they they recreated this this scene with the Quintessons. It, it's incredible. So yeah, it's $69.99, but I, I'm happy that the animated movie is finally, you know, getting its due. Let's see, Alita 1 is coming out with a figure. There's going to be a deluxe Bumblebee that actually transforms into a beetle. Uh, new Deco Wheeljack. Red Alert. There's an Impactor and a Soundwave 3 pack. So you get Soundwave and three of the cassettes. Then they also came out with, with a Top Gun Transformer. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm not, it, it, comes just, with a, it comes with a beach ball. Who approved I, the tooling on a beach ball for this thing? So the Bill and Ted 3 Face the Music is definitely going to video on demand. As of September first, it's kind of go going back to what we were just talking about. Do you yeah. think it's gonna do well or? Yeah, I mean, one, it's a Keanu movie. You know, yeah. everybody loves those. You know, two, you're gonna get the retro people because you know Bill and Ted. Yeah. Although I, I'll be honest, I am gonna miss George Carlin. Yes. Yeah. Um, what is this gonna be on? What what service or? Probably just iTunes or wherever. Okay. Yeah, iTunes, uh, Amazon. Uh, how much do you think? That is a million dollar question. How much was Trolls? Isn't it like 20 bucks or something? I don't even know. I would have watched that movie. I don't know. Um, I didn't know they put that on BOD, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I, I, I want to say it was like 20 bucks or 19.99. See, then it, it goes back to, again, the price. Like, I get, I get it, what they need to do. but And I want to see this movie. I, but I mean, think about it. 20 bucks is kind of reasonable. I mean, well, it's, it's a ticket for at least you and your wife. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. And then even, even you have your prices. own. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's so, yeah, yeah, 20 bucks is, is sounds reasonable. Yeah. And then do you remember G4? I do. No, you're it's I coming see, back. It would. Now, I remember G4. I remember it went away. So we're what? Why? And how? Tell me about this. I don't know. I think it has something to do with the sci-fi channel. It's going to be on the sci-fi channel? I don't know. Was it part of the sci-fi channel oh, originally? No, not that I know. It was of. its own channel. No, like, I, yeah. Yeah, until it became Esquire, and then Esquire went to Spike, and Spike became Paramount. Okay. So, yeah. So, it had a... It, had a, it was very confusing. Yes, yes, yes. But... But yeah, on their Twitter feed, G4 stated it's coming back, which is good. So um, the, they always kept their Twitter account, G4? 
they probably made a new one. I didn't okay. even know uh, Twitter was around when G4 was. It might not have been, to be honest. Yeah. Actually, it probably wasn't. This show was on, Jesus, I think when I had my first house. Wow. When I yeah. first got married. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it'd, it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, so remember so X-Play and Attack of the Show? I remember Attack of the Show. I remember Olivia Munns. She was one of the original hosts. Well, she was a host. I don't know if she was an original. Adam Sessler, was he the original guy on the show? He Adam Sessler was on uh, X-Play with Morgan yeah. Webb. Morgan Webb, that name sounds familiar too. So this is like 20 years later what they look like. Well, if they come back. Adam Sessler, he stated he didn't know anything. But oh, oh, so whether, this isn't, whether this or not isn't, it was a joke, I don't know. So this is an official that they're going to be on the show, or or no, or even those shows are coming back. We just know that G four is coming back, right? Okay, okay, that's my mistake. Right, right. I would love to see Code Monkeys come back. I that honest, was a great show. I only watched uh, Tech of the Show. Um, I don't know what Code Monkeys is or X Play or. Well, yeah. X Play X Play was Adam Sessler's show with Morgan Webb. They would, it's basically Twitch now. They would just talk about video games and tricks okay. and and stuff like that. Um, Code Monkeys was an animated original animated show. It featured eight um, bit animation, nice. which was cool. I mean, basically, you were watching a, a video game, you yeah. know, except it was a sitcom. Yeah. It was about yeah, it was about all these. Uh, programmers coming and trying to come up with the newest game hmm, interesting and then yeah yeah it was it was the office if you can think of it it was mm-hmm. the office but for the video game generation okay you know so yeah 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 code monkeys was a was a great show but it's great that g4 is coming back i'm, I'm excited right. for that the boys start september 4th on amazon based on the or loosely, I should say, based on the <laughs> on the comic book, but they just announced they're coming. Also, they're coming back for a third season, so that's exciting. Diamond Mini Mates. They're coming out with from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel and Spike, B Nine Gold, which uh, we believe is a robot from Lost in Space. It's got that like nineteen. It looks like it. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's like that fifty space robot kind of thing. Exactly. God, Godzilla is what a glow in the dark kind of thing. I guess like his spikes and maybe a fire stream or something like that. Most likely. Uh, but what I'm really excited for is the uh, the Rocketeer mini mate. Uh, this is a four inch figure. They only made 250 of them. It, like I said, it reminds me of a Lego one. And this is just like a, like a Rocketeer version. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like items are so few and far between and there's such a low number like 250 these things are just going to be like gone but it's very very cool and then diamond select is also coming out with some action figures the seven inch crow and a captain jack sparrow based on johnny depp now the- both they're going to come with extra accessories and johnny depp's going to come with weapons the crow comes with um a guitar a sword the eric draven tombstone the the likeness to Brandon Lee is pretty decent. I like it. I think they did a better job on the Brandon Lee likeness than they did on the Johnny Depp likeness on Jack Sparrow. I feel like his face is a little too, just misses the mark a little for Jack Sparrow. But uh, the Crow toy looks great. I love the movie. A couple of things coming out from QFig. This is QMX. 
in the summer of 2020. They're having um, turtles. Uh, they are $20 per turtle, and there's going to be all four. $20 is actually a pretty decent price for these little, I guess they're about five inches. They look kind of like statues, but they're pretty cool. They're on a QMX. Um, Weta is coming out with two great pieces. They're coming out with Jim Henson's Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, Skekmal the Hunter Skeksis. He is a 1.6 scale. There was only 400 created, and he's listed at pre uh, $499. You can pre-order him now. They're also doing a 1.6 scale Gandalf the Grey. Uh, now, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. This is for the 20th celebration of Lord of the Rings, the movie. It looks just like Ian McKellen. Um, he's got the sword Glamdring. He's got the silver gray scar. And his staff is his pipe. Um, this thing is just freaking, it, it's great looking. This is priced at $399, I believe. A pre-order as well. And then for any of you who are interested in this, uh, this uh, from Iron Studios, has a pre-order out for the 1960s Batman and Joker from the episode um, season three episode surfs up Joker's under this is when they went surfing and um, these statues are Batman is eight inches the Joker is nine inches they both come with the surfboard they should be coming out in the second quarter of 2021 they're priced at $149.99 very detailed on the cost on the suits on the Joker's makeup, and they detailed to the point that on the Joker's face, you can see his uh, Cesar Romero's mustache under the makeup. Nice. So, um, yeah, this these are a, I'm not a fan of the 60s Batman, I can't sit through it, but um, they do look just like it. Um, for any of those fans of the 60s Batman, this is uh, something you might like talking about monsters for a moment. Um, Guillermo del Toro is saying if he could ever get the backers, he would like to make a movie version of the novel Frankenstein. Hmm. He sees it as like a two to three part movie. Um, basically to get the essence of the book. If you ever read the book or not, it's kind of like Dracula where it's a lot of different points of view and people writing in their journals and letters and stuff like that. So when able to capture all of that, he feels that it would take that length of time length of, of movies to make there's been around 75 different versions of frankenstein in the movies um most remembered of course is boris karloff but i think if del toro makes one that would be pretty sweet but, you know so i guess we'll have to wait and see if this happens or not but uh yeah that would be cool big thank you to brian salvatore for our intro and outro music as always thank you to shared universe podcast studios Join the conversation at toys, T-O-Y-S, podcast at gmail.com. And listen to us on Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. Follow us on toy-lines.com to get up on all the latest news on toys. Follow us on social media, Twitter at ToyLines, Instagram at ToyLines, Facebook at Toy Lines or Toy Shelf Magazine. And when you're on Podbeam or your favorite podcast, please give us a rating or a comment 
or do both. We appreciate anything you do. And I also wanted to give a special shout out to my wife, Mary. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Happy birthday, Mary. Please wear a mask, wash your hands, and play with your toys. Be safe. See you guys next week.